Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I am Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. Uh, nobody's going to come in on our podcast in the middle of uh, Tiger Stadium this week, I don't think. Maybe maybe the animals will, will get fired up or something, uh, as we are a dog and cat friendly podcast here. But uh, unlikely so far. They've been uh, really, really uh, kind yeah, they've been well-behaved. They've been letting dads work. Um, look, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, LSU takes down Ole Miss in Tiger Stadium. Recruits were buzzing. Uh, a lot of key guys uh, back in Tiger Stadium. Uh, but we want to lead off with two uncommitted – well, I, I, I should say, depending on when you listen to this, they might be two uncommitted prospects. Um, but one is committed right now to another program – and let's lead off with one of LSU's uh, visitors this weekend that things are trending fast in LSU's way. 2023, Cy Ranch out of Texas, uh, linebacker Christian Brathwaite. He was in Baton Rouge this weekend. He's been committed to Baylor since January now. LSU has been on him. And leading off today, both you and I put on three recruiting prediction machine picks in for LSU to flip him away from Dave Aranda. Yeah, this one has been going longer than we thought, right, Billy? Because he had not ever publicly said that LSU had offered him. So it was kind of one of those, oh, well, they're bringing him in. Clearly they like him. We've heard they like him. And it slipped right past us that they had offered him. And he told you, Billy, had, you know, look, I'm committed to Baylor, so I haven't been putting out my new offers. But LSU had offered. He gets in town this past weekend. I know he had you can kind of share more about what he talked with you about, but he got to spend time with Jeremiah Hughes and Dalen Austin, who we'll talk about in a second, both current commitments. So getting a feel for kind of who else would be in the class. And I think for us answering a big question, because right now weeks, Whit weeks is the only linebacker commitment, true kind of middle backer. Uh, Braithwaite would obviously kind of fit into that same mold. And everybody's been curious, Billy, Hey, who do they land? Is it, do they make a move on Jonathan Bax, who's kind of more of an edge rusher at the high school level? Or uh, do they get an Arian Carter? Or do they have to hand out new offers? And uh, it seems like targeting a guy in, in Texas who's been committed to Aranda, which if Aranda's signing off and taking a linebacker, you probably like him. The eval's probably good. Um, I wouldn't, like we said, we, we both won't be surprised if this ends up in, uh, in LSU's favor. Yeah, and, and you can go and subscribe to the BengalTiger.com for just a dollar for an entire year and still get one of these Bengal Tiger uh, Founders Club hats. Uh, and we get still have one. some left. Still have some left. Uh, people have not claimed them. So look, go get yourself a hat for a dollar, basically, and some intel. And you can hear more about where we stand on our picks, uh, why this is trending LSU's way from what we're hearing. Um, and you can also hear from Christian himself. He had a blast at LSU. Really enjoyed the atmosphere, spoke very highly of Tiger Stadium, the coaching staff, family vibes, um, and the adjustments Madhouse made against Ole Miss. So little did we know, LSU had been steadily recruiting him. Mike Ferrara uh, had kind of started this off, one of the player personnel guys uh, when he was at AM, uh, from what Christian told me, and picked it up when he moved to LSU, and uh, so did Madhouse. So we'll continue to track this one. This is one, again, we feel pretty good about our picks. Um, and LSU could be getting some linebacker help. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here if they do, in fact, get Christian Brathwaite on board. 
do they then say, okay, we've got two that we feel really good about? Like you said, Shay, could you get Arian Carter, uh, the linebacker who's blown up out of Tennessee on campus for an official and beat out Bama uh, for him? You know, Bama seems like they've got a strong foothold there to, to land him. They're working on that. Do they take a flyer on a Jonathan Bax who, you know, we talked about it, very good player, um, you know, really impressed at camp, is a good fit at TCU with his commitment there. But do they say, you know what, we could use a guy like him in some way. Let's keep him in state. Do they make a move and, and add another number at that position? I'll be interested to see how that plays out uh, if they do and get do in fact get Christian Brathwaite on board. Another prospect uh, that, you know, we're not as sure on as far as where he stands with LSU outside of LSU being in that top group is four-star defensive back Isaac Smith, who was in town. He's out of Mississippi. He's an Ole Miss legacy. Uh, but look, this is one that is kind of LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. Uh, with everything going on at Texas A&M right now, who knows where that uh, stands. The Mississippi schools are going to be tough to beat. But LSU really impressed him from what he told me. And um, look, LSU is continuing to extend other offers in the class of 2023 at defensive back. Uh, this one's going to be interesting to see where that one goes. And then, Shay, you spoke with Tyler Scott as well, another new offer. So defensive back continues to be interesting. And looking at our rundown, we're going to spend the whole rest yeah, of the a podcast lot of talking about it. Okay, I'll move quickly on Tyler Scott. Um, and we'll have more from him on the site tomorrow. But he's getting a ton of offers as a senior out of Georgia. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Senior year evals are important. They get film of guys. I think he was a one-time Arkansas State commitment. Um, guys put out about a month's worth of, you know, film full games that they're able to watch and then new offers start rolling in. So that's one that went out, but I think people too will say, what does all this mean for guys? We'll talk about Tobiano, Ricks, you know, other kids in the class. I've said from the start, I think cornerback and into the safety room a bit, but notably corner is one of the shallowest positions on the team. And it's a multi-year rebuild. I mean, all the guys who start this year, Billy, were transfers and a couple super seniors who couldn't even come back if they wanted to. So you've gotten, not that I expected this after they took all the transfers, but LaTerrence Welsh, um, Jalen Davis Robinson, Jordan Allen, guys who signed in this past class, none of them have played men beyond special teams because you're riding these older guys who are veterans. So I think you've got to take a big class this cycle, a big class next cycle. Um, and I, I think that will be one of the storylines down the stretch is how do they finish at DB? I will say a note on Isaac Smith. Might have been Dale and Austin posted it. They were like hanging out together and holding a trophy in the locker room or something. Isaac Smith is a big kid. I mean, that's what a safety should look like. So he'll be an intriguing one. Like you said, a Mississippi kid that Ole Miss and State want is a very tough prospect to get. But LSU's done it before. So keep an eye on it. Yeah, and uh, I'll echo that. Uh, it was funny, uh, Isaac Smith did post that Instagram. I think today is when it popped up on my feed uh, of him uh, in an LSU jersey. He really looks the part. He looks like an SEC DB. So uh, good on them for identifying him and jumping in the race and getting him on campus. He'll kind of look to take some official visits here down the stretch. I, I think he'll sign early is what it sounds like and then go from there. Um, but LSU is going to be vying for one of those official visits for sure. Um, so Isaac Smith, big target down the stretch for LSU. Um, they did have two of their commits back in town in the secondary. Well, three of them, uh, Dalen Austin, Ryan Yates, Jeremiah Hughes, uh, and others. Uh, you know, I think Ashton Stamps might have made it in as well. So um, let's lead off, though, with uh, Dalen Austin. Uh, 
uh, and then we'll we'll get to Yates here in a second. But uh, you you know, hit up some sources on on how his visit went. He's a very intriguing guy to watch. He's probably down in that same boat with Jalen Brown uh, in a way. You know, opposite coast from LSU uh, has been committed, has been very firm in his commitment in a way. But you just kind of got to keep an eye on him because it just seems if LSU gets through this whole let's say class without having a flip, I mean, that's that's going to speak to a really, really, um, you know, impressive level of how they're able to close and hold on to these guys because the last however many years we've seen LSU lose a guy like Dalen Austin or Jalen Brown late in the process. Yeah, and I think from everything I heard, I mean, look, his uh, dad is on city council in Long Beach, California, so they were doing some campaigning, but his mom came in with him on the official and that was the first time they'd gotten to see an LSU game. It was like the last thing on the checklist. And uh, he had done everything else, summer camp, you know, visits in the spring. He was at the Bayou Splash at the end of the summer. Um, so getting in for a game and getting to an official visit was sort of that final um, checklist item the staff wanted to make sure they had in. And uh, what a better atmosphere. I mean, an Ole Miss game, it was packed. It was great weather. Uh, crowd was into it. They beat a top 10 team. He sat in the student section for a lot of the game. In fact, I think he sat in the entire game. But um, they've got a good relationship with Robert Steeples. Uh, I know we've heard about Oregon recruiting him a good bit. He's got some connections there uh, to his camp and his high school where uh, they've kind of tried to continue to chip away. Other teams have tried flipping him. But I think he committed to LSU, Billy, and he wants to play in the SEC. And I think he's further validating that by seeing how quickly LSU's turning things around. And what his brother, Alex, uh, plays at Oregon State right now. Um, and Oregon he's visited Oregon State a number of times, but that's to watch his brother play. Uh, but I've heard even buzz around that. Uh, his brother telling him, hey, look, if you've got a chance to go play in the SEC, if you've got LSU, you know, on the commitment list, do it. You know, leave home, go uh, make your name in the SEC. So even with a brother in the, you know, on the West Coast playing college football, there isn't the sense that, you know, his family's saying, hey, look, stay close. And then we could see both y'all play, that sort of thing. Uh, they're letting him go do it as long as they kind of trust the fit. And uh, it seems at this point they certainly do. So you hold on, what, another month and a half maybe, and you get him signed. And he's been good as a senior too, Billy. I mean, this is a legit top 100, top 150 player. Yeah, and we saw it kind of once Dalen Austin ran a really good 100 time in the spring. He moved up. Uh, I think he's been really good as a senior. I was very impressed with him. I, I didn't catch necessarily the best game to see him make play after play, but he shut down his side of the field um, and was really good uh, just overall. So his whole body of work as a senior has been good. So you want to be able to hold on to a guy like that. They are going to hold on to as long as there's no last-minute surprises. Two four-star defensive back, Ryan Yates, out of Denton Geyer. I went and saw him on Thursday night. Uh, a few days after, he shut down his recruitment. Uh, said he's locked into LSU. He was up in Norman uh, for an Oklahoma visit and uh, told the coaching staff then and there that he was shutting it down. So um, this is one that I think drama-wise kind of got overblown. Um, you know, Ryan and his dad have been very, very uh, clear with LSU that they are committed, they are locked in. Um, and then here and there, he's he popped up to Norman uh, for two games, one when his parents were out of town, uh, and so he went with his teammate, Jackson Arnold, who's the quarterback commit there and very, very good one. Um, and then he went again, uh, once again, without his parents. So you, it seems like Oklahoma was never the true threat that I think some of the, 
you know, just guys on their side covering things kind of made it, made it out. <laughs> Say the name, Billy. Made it out to be. No, it's not. It's just like you, we hear guys that are, they're trying to, you know, get to visit or this or that, but th- there are just always excuses about why, you know, it didn't pan out. And, um, well, and, know. and he plays with some, o, some important yeah. OU commits and targets. So, yes, it made a lot There's of sense. And Denton's not too far from Oklahoma, really. So, um, it, it's it's easier to get to Oklahoma than it is to Austin or College Station for them. Well, so, um, anyways, and let's be real too. Kudos yeah. to the staff because we're about yeah. to talk about guys they can close with. Kudos to the staff. That's a kid in tech at a big school in Texas. It is being recruited by OU and others that they've gotten to stick. A California kid, Dalen Austin, who's being recruited by others. A Las Vegas kid who was in this past weekend, and Jeremiah Hughes, who you you know you've talked about a ton on the show before, but. Those are kids that, you know, you could have committed and they easily flip because they're not in your backyard or they have easy access to other programs or coaches are still after them. So um, you got to think that so far Cooks and Steeples, who uh, kind of spearhead everything at corner and safety, are are doing a good job. And and we'll see how they close. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And uh, Yates, uh, six foot, 193 pounds, physically ready to go. He, he is a big body at safety, so he'll be able to at least physically handle the SEC right away. Um, you know, who knows kind of what what the depth chart looks there looks like there next year. But you know, Ryan uh, plays in a really talented secondary with Peyton Bone, a five star safety. Uh, Oklahoma was in attendance watching Jackson Arnold and uh, Peyton Bowen uh, as well with with Coach Hall and 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 uh, Jeff Levy there uh, for that matchup against Allen. Uh, but look, Ryan is is very physical, willing tackler, um, good in coverage, still learning to play safety, but he's been playing a little bit more corner this year after some injuries in their secondary um, and, and just had a good year. I, I've, I saw him a couple of times uh, in the regular season and they will be very much a contender to win state this year. Wouldn't shock me at all if I was spending the second weekend in December watching them uh, in AT&T Stadium uh, hoist up a trophy. So. Let's talk about two of the biggest names out there now, though. In the classes class of 2023, JV and Tobiano, Arlington Martin, Texas, big-time top 100 prospect. Robert Steeples has been on him a while, and I went and saw him Friday night. I was the only one there seeing them pour it on, poor Grand Prairie, un, uh, winless Texas team, uh, and JV was done about halftime. But he did go in-depth on his final schools. I learned something new that had kind of been tossed around. I, I, if, we, if you guys were on the following on the board, I think there was some confusion over JV and Toviano's LSU visit. If it was going to be an unofficial or an official, he set the record straight. It was an official back in September. But he will be back in Tiger Stadium for the LSU-Alabama game now. Uh, and he is going to see that atmosphere and then go and take visits, uh, the rest of his three official visits from there. Uh, Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, Texas A&M, all still in the mix here. Or he says he will. Now, has who? how many games has he visited for this year that's not LSU? Like how many other – did he say how many college games he's even seen? He has not uh, put out – I don't think he's gone to any games that he hasn't put something out so or, or been seen. So he went to uh, – OU Texas in the Cotton Bowl neutral site went to Arkansas A&M neutral site at AT&T well that, and, and that's like two blocks from his high school so everybody yeah. that was on his team was at that game yep and so um 
and it took a picture with a bunch of A&M commits that were there. And so the only campus that at least While we know wearing of, his LSU hat. Wearing his LSU hat. He was at the A&M game. Not a Bengal Tiger hat. It was a, it was a different hat, but. I know. If he commits to LSU, we might have to get him to put a Bengal Tiger hat on. Uh, that helps subs. He, 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 might, he might help me out on that one. We'll okay, see. so I guess my point yeah. here is LSU is the only campus he's gone and seen. Supposedly. 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 Well, we would hear about it if he popped I, up I think so, else. too. I think so, too. Um, even if it weren't him that said it. And now, so if we're believing a kid's actions, because Toviano, we've talked about on the podcast, we don't have predictions in. You've covered him probably as close as anyone out there, Billy. And you refuse to put a prediction in because you just think, I don't know. Like, he has said now for a, over a month that it could happen any day. Now it's, I may take more visits. Now it's still, he tweeted out after talking to you. Like, we're getting closer. It's like, closer to what? Like, what are we counting down here? Uh, so if we're just tracking what he's doing, the school he's actually, he was at the Bayou Splash, then he was at the very first game against Southern, first home game. Now he's going to be back for Bama. So the only campus he's been visiting in the past three months is LSU, three different times. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild, um, actually. And I, I don't know what to think, because now he's seen, because uh, – even as the buzz has grown around out-of-state schools, he has still gone and laid eyes on Texas and Texas A&M in person. So maybe in his mind, he can say, okay, check. I've seen them. I've seen, you know, I, for what you could just maybe make that connection, right? Then he's going to leave it up to the Texas and Texas A&M battle for the last official visit before he commits during the early signing period and then enrolls early. That's where, and I was talking with a, another source uh, about this. That's where it's kind of like, all right, what's what's going on here? Because he can't. Well, he could return to LSU, I guess, in December if his team gets knocked out. But then he won't probably have time to use all three officials. It sounds no, like I don't believe at all that he's using all these officials. I kind of am, start, am starting to lean that way too. I bet you he doesn't go to Oregon, especially since playoffs are now upon us for Texas. And Arlington Martin is a no-joke high, Texas high school football. Bob Wagner is is a hardcore uh, coach. I was actually – I wish I had video of this because you guys would – it was the most insane thing ever. The stadium they played at is kind of like a hockey rink, Grand Prairie's uh, Warriors slash Gopher Bowl. And two of their, their, their running backs took a uh, fake – and went off the right side and locked onto a poor DB and double teamed him right into the boards about a, a yard and a half off the sideline. And the refs called basically excessive blocking. They called a personal Checking. foul. It was during the play and Wagner was losing his mind being like the whistle hadn't blown. It was excessive and wrong, but that's the type of program that you're dealing with. They care uh, and coach cares. So I bet you he doesn't fly to Oregon. Ohio State isn't easy to get to, but it wouldn't shock me if over Thanksgiving weekend, he, if his schedule works out, he ends up seeing Michigan play Ohio State, one of his other schools he wants to get back up to. Again, Willie, we'll see. Then you've got a couple weeks in December if they are not playing anymore where he could take officials or midweek officials. Um, and I just don't think there's enough time when you're I, on that when you're on that good of a high school football team that's going to go that far into the playoffs. You're just losing weekends. There's just yep, you're, time. you're back there on Saturday mornings for film and weights and this and that. I 
I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. So I'm very interested to see how this goes because he even early in the season that was when he was going to knock out four straight official visits and then be done and be able to focus the rest of the season on this. And that's also where I get concerned. So we've talked about it at length, but anyway, he's again. It sounds like LSU sits in the best spot here, but will he end up going to LSU? Is is I guess the I mean, the mystery question, and that's why I don't have a pick in. Because if he doesn't go to LSU, I have no clue where I got to move that thing to right now. Well, and he's also given a, a line a number of times, whether it was to you or Sam Spiegelman, about knowing where he wants to go, but respecting the process and continuing to make visits to other schools that have recruited him. The only thing you could put that together is he knows he wants to go to LSU, but he's still visiting or saying he's visiting these other schools, but he has not made some concerted effort to be at those other campuses as much as he has LSU. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of think that Javian and maybe it's because there's, you know, I'm here. There's tech, there's Texas reporters here. There's Texas A&M reporters here. You basically during the regular season, probably hear from Javian. This has kind of been the first long stretch. We really haven't until we, we went in depth with him, but you kind of get an update every now and again. I almost kind of feel the same about DJ Chester if he takes it all the way to the All-American Bowl. He's respecting yeah. his process. It, it He's been back to LSU. He's, you know, uh, been, been viewed as somebody that that looks like an LSU lean, but he's also taken a couple other visits. He's added a couple offers. Um, so we'll see. Um, that one will be interesting to track. I'll be there to see him Friday night um, as well. Uh, in Georgia, I'll be making uh, my appearance there to see Deron Reed and to see DJ Chester. So excited about that. Uh, if anybody wants to grab lunch, we can chat it up about some LSU recruiting and team stuff on uh, Friday. But, Shay, we, we are not done here. And, okay. and we, we have the biggest probably prospect right now that everybody wants to talk about outside of Julian Sand. But it's def he's definitely now, the, I would say, the biggest 2023 prospect. And that's Desmond Ricks. Reclassifies from the class of 2024 to 2023. Chad Simmons, everyone at On3 has been all over this. We let you guys know it wasn't a commitment coming. Um, this was going not to be a top a, teams. Not yeah, a top it was, team. It was a reclassify. A reclassify. And LSU is right in that top group. Bama, Florida, Miami. This one's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, look, I mean, LSU knew he was reclassifying. So they're not behind the eight ball here or anything like that. I think that when you look at it and he got re-ranked, I think he's the number two corner in the country and like ranked in the 20 range right now. So he keeps his five star uh, now that he's moved from 24 to the 23 class. And he's already like he's in that now the 23 class is the age group that he's with. So he's kind of in the right class now, if you will. I'll say a few things factor in here. One, that he's not an early enrollee. So nothing is going to happen in the early signing period that anybody expects. So this is going to drag out into February. He's now got five official visits that he can make, you know, when he was really a year away from being able to do any of that. Uh, so all of those will get fit in. I know that LSU is looking to do theirs in January, which would give you one of the final cracks before signing day. But and it's tough to know, Billy, how much this stuff weighs in or the nuances of it. But I, I I've heard NIL will be a factor, whether how big or small that is, I don't know. Um, but when we were kind of digging behind the scenes, hey, he's reclassifying, hey, 
what schools are around. Well, it's LSU Bama and, you know, look, I would, uh, Texas has tried to make a move or, you know, schools in Texas have tried to make a move on him. But if he was going to leave the state, it seems like LSU Bama, if he stays in the state, watch for what Ford and Miami are going to do. Did they make NIL plays to keep him in the state? Because suddenly, as you said, Billy, with four months to go until February signing day, two months till December, you've thrown a five-star into the mix that schools were already recruiting. And now it's like, Hey, you can have him right now. Uh, it will be, I think this one's going to be tough to predict. I do. I, I don't think he's really leaning hard to one school to where it would take a Herculean effort for the others to knock that school off. Like, I think this one's open for grabs. I, I completely agree with you. Um, look, it, He's been to LSU. LSU as a whole has done really well getting players on campus. In this recruitment, I think out of like, let's say the four that we've talked about the most, I think LSU and Florida have probably had him on campus the most because he's he made the swing through June. Um, I think uh, if my memory serves me right, he was in Gainesville for their July recruiting event. Um, that's what he told us at Under Armour Future 50, which was butted up right right ahead of that. Um, so he did check out Florida for that. But then he was back in Baton Rouge with Ellis Robinson, one of his teammates who's staying in the class of 2024 as a five-star corner. Then he is in Gainesville for LSU Florida. He's probably going to pop up you know, to Bama. Wouldn't shock me if he was back at LSU for LSU Bama. Big game. LSU has a tendency to get guys in. Um, at a good clip. So it wouldn't shock me if he was back for that game at all. I don't know that. I'm just saying that. Um, but this one has time to go a bunch of different ways. I think LSU's done a good job recruiting him. They've got him on campus. This one, though, I, I want to echo what you said. I think NIL is going to play a big factor here. Um, and, and, you know, with reclassifications, you know, all of a sudden you go from, all right, you have another – Let's say if he went through the normal time frame, he'd probably be an early enrollee next January in class of 2024. Instead of having a whole nother year to make your pitch, make your preparations, now you've got to throw it all together uh, in the course of a few months. And that is just wild, wild west stuff. And um, it's kind of like some of those basketball guys that do it as well. So lots of circling the wagons to come, I think, on all fronts for all the different schools involved here. Um, but uh, it's going to be a fun recruitment to follow, a very difficult one to truly track, I think, as far as who feels good and if that's warranted and all of that. Um, I just know LSU's done a good job recruiting him, and uh, we'll get one of their final officials is what it sounds like. And um, that's all you can ask for in a you know recruitment like this. And he would fill a major need. If you grabbed him and JV and Toviano to round out this corner class, I mean, you were looking at a completely rebuilt room uh, in so many ways that's solidified for years to come. And the cream rises to the top uh, of, as far as who will start, who will play, who will compete and contribute at a high level. And that's what LSU's secondary has always been. Um, and that's what it needs to get back to at a very, very high level. Um, and so you know, those two that we talked about in the class of 2023 would, would certainly bring that. No doubt. I mean, I talked about it. I think it's a multi-year rebuild at DB. And I think the more you can stack up on talented guys this year, the quicker that process kind of gets hurried along. So um, I'm interested to see, and I'm not surprised they're handing out new corner offers. And I don't really think it means anything with Ricks and Toviano more than 
they know they need talented corners. Take as many as you can get right now and take as many high school guys as you can get right now. Completely agree. They've got plenty of spots to do so, uh, both in the class and on the roster. So um, that's about it for us. LSU coaches will be on the road Thursday, Friday. We'll have tons of tidbits on, on that. Going to drop some today if you're listening to this on Tuesday um, on some top targets that they're going to go see. Going to be a fun week. Looking forward to getting out to Atlanta. If you're in the area, want to grab lunch or breakfast or something on Friday, let me know um, if you want to come with and uh, catch up and watch uh, one of LSU's commits over in Columbus and Deron Reed or see DJ Chester, one of their top overall targets uh, on the board, uh, play for uh, Eagles Landing. Let me know and we'll link up. So, um, Shay, it's been a fun one. Another yep. good week of, of news for us on the buy. And um, look, guys, again, dollar for a year and you get the hat. So please hit that subscribe button. It takes only a few seconds. We appreciate everybody who's jumped on board. I think uh, we, we're closing in on a, another uh, thousand marker uh, of subscri subscribers, total subscribers. So um, please keep hitting that subscribe button. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to this edition, and we will catch you guys next week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Enjoy the bye, and we'll catch you next week.